T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It was a simple question. And I think people would assume, simple question, simple answer. I've gone back in my head on this, and I still don't know which answer I'm going to give you. But before today's show, I'd realized we'd have arrived, even though the Cavs have played more than 41 games this year, we have arrived at 41 games of Donovan Mitchell. So that's halfway through the first full season. And we've had all these conversations on Deshaun Watson and Joe Thomas did in the morning show, talking about Deshaun's usage. Um, yesterday we got to the question of, of Jason Locke and for his comments. What, okay. Is, is, is that a real fear that Deshaun will never be good again? Right. And so my, I just kind of thinking out loud, I decided to, to kind of throw it out to Twitter and a little bit ratioed, not me, but the question got a little bit ratioed and what's always weird. I know it's a good, I know it's a good question. When I see people who respond to my tweet, then turn on each other. And that's exactly what happened. So my question for you guys is, after six games of Deshaun Watson and 41 games of of Donovan Mitchell, I think the easy question to ask is, which trade do you think has the better chance to working out? Because I think right now, nobody and their mother is going to say Deshaun Watson. I shouldn't say nobody. Most people are going to easily say Donovan Mitchell. But the question I was thinking about is, which trade has a higher bar to be declared a success? And as of right now, and again, you can vote on it, at Nick Wilson says on Twitter, 54% of people are saying the Deshaun Watson trade. To be clear, I think it's a lot easier to hit a high bar of success with Deshaun than it is with Donovan Mitchell. Because the easiest way to declare this trade a success is that you win an NBA title or you win the Super Bowl. That's the e- if though it's 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 non-negotiable. If either Deshaun wins a Super Bowl here despite all the risks and all the trials and tribulation and all the last six games and the fact that we all turned on each other and got pissed at each other and have screamed at each other about Deshaun takes all that Baker Bros, Deshaun haters, Deshaun defenders, all of it. All of it's worth it. If the Browns win the Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson 
preferably sooner than later. And the same thing goes to be said for Donovan Mitchell. But I think, I don't think people realize how hard it is to win, or or maybe I'm just not giving you enough credit, which could be fair. I don't think people realize how hard it is to win an NBA title in a small market. And I know we have some instances, right? Giannis with Milwaukee. Um, The Spurs have been maybe one of the most successful modern-day NBA stories of a small market with repeated success, with all the titles they won with Greg Popovich and Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker. Those are outliers. A lot of the time, even when you trade for a great player, like I remember when the the Cavs traded for Sean Kemp, and we thought we were getting skinny Sean Kemp and fat Sean Kemp showed up. When you traded for Sean Kemp, this is a top-20 player. The, the, the expectation when you make that move should be you contend for championships. The Cavs never came close with Sean Kemp to contending for a title. Some of that's on Sean Kemp. Some of that's on the roster. Some of that's on fate, I guess. But I also think, like in the NBA, it's not just about the small market thing. It's just really hard to become. The, the, the Cavs have already level jumped a few levels here. They were a good story last year. They're a bona fide top six seed contender. And when I say contender, I mean a contender for a top six seed. Not just this year, but like for multiple years. Like there are teams that can do a one-year jump, right? The Cavs probably would have been a bit of an anomaly if they had clinched the top four seed last year. I felt like a lot of that was most of the NBA didn't take you seriously. You got a couple good breaks. That doesn't mean, by the way, they're not talented. That team probably wasn't top four seed in the NBA across 82 games, and then to come back the next year and do it all over again. It probably wasn't that talented. That's the difference in the NBA between talent and production. The Chicago Bulls actually have an ass load of talent. The Chicago Bulls are not one of the four best teams in the NBA. Atlanta, Trey Young is a, 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 a just ridiculous score. And they got plenty of good NBA players. Good talent, not a great team. The Cavs were the opposite of that. Actually, probably not fair because that insinuates they weren't uh, that talented. Fairly talented. Talented enough to be dangerous. Probably not talented enough to continuously repeat that level of success. This year, they have the talent over the next couple years to be a top six seed. But to go farther than that, I made this comment with the Browns earlier. I think it's easier for the Browns to go from 7-10, and 10, given the way the NFL works. I think it's easier to go from 7-10 and 10 to 10-7 and 7 next year than it is to go from 7-10 and 10 to 2-15. and 15. Because I think, I do think the Browns were a bit unlucky, although that sounds like an excuse. I also think the Browns had the perfect confluence of events of a young defense that didn't get its head from its ass until much later in the season. And an offense that was really good statistically, but maybe not as good as as the stats would portray. But like in the NBA, you can go on a one season basis from ten to six. You can go from eight to, to four. But what the Cavs are attempting to do is something they haven't done outside of LeBron James 
since the days of Mark Price and Larry Nance and Brad Doherty. And that the bar for the Cavs isn't just an NBA title. All right? Yes, if you clear that bar, everything's gravy. Like, everything that's happened post-Kawhi leaving and winning a title in Toronto is gravy. Now, Toronto has used that up until really this year as a catalyst to keep going to the playoffs. So that's why that trade not just paid off on that one title, but paid off in spades just time and time again. But, like, you look to the Cavs, it's not just about win a title. The bar starts at make the playoffs every single year. And when I say make the playoffs, I mean be a top six seed. If not every year, you got to be in the playoffs every single year the next, uh, the ne- as long as Donovan Mitchell's here. Because outside, because what's not tough to sustain if you are a small market team is habitual winning. Right, being one of those four, five, six best teams in the Eastern Conference or in your conference. That's not tough. Portland's done it multiple times with more multiple different uh constructs. Milwaukee did it before uh Giannis was there with a previous iteration. I mean, almost every NBA team, small market team, has had sustained five, six, seven year bursts of winning. Being a forty two to fifty win team. So that's where the bar starts. That's relatively easy. But the jump from there to where we want the Cavs to be, guys, it's really tough. And not just in a small market, because the pressure's different. The pressure becomes you have to satiate the superstars players want to win. Right? And every year, if you get to the, the divisional round, it's what it, I mean, Atlanta's not a small market team, but it is a fair weather NBA market. Atlanta went to the uh, uh, Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago, and they're feeling pressure. At, by the way, Trey Young should not want to leave Atlanta. It's a beautiful place to live. He's making an ass ton of money, and they're going to do whatever he asks. But if you went inside that organization, is there a little bit of fear about losing Trey Young because they have not gotten back to the Eastern Conference Finals? I bet you there is. That pressure is, unless you are Brooklyn, Boston, or L.A., and even then the pressure should be there. Kyrie left Boston, one because of winning. KD left Golden State, one because of winning. But there will always be that pressure. With the Browns, I think it is easier, I don't say easier to win a title. And I do think the set the set bar for Deshaun, everything begins just the same way with the Cavaliers. Everything begins with get to the playoffs every single friggin' year. But at some point, if you win one Super Bowl and the rest of the year you're one and done, and it's six years of Deshaun Watson, we're going to say Super Bowl, good to go. And you cleared the first bar. You've cleared both bars. I think that's a hell of a lot easier to get to in the NFL than it is in the NBA. Because timelines are different when you have a franchise quarterback than when you have a franchise quarterback. It's like in a franchise quarterback in the NFL, it opens up your window for a decade. Franchise player in the NBA, if you trade for him, you get three years. Three years. Win a title. Get to multiple Eastern conferences, like 
you got the bar continues to raise every year. 216-578-0092. Six games in of Deshaun Watson, 41 games in of Donovan Mitchell. Which trade has a higher bar to be declared a success? I'm reasonably optimistic that both trades, when we look back, are going to be successful. Because one, Kevin Stefanski may be here in a year or not. I don't know. But if Deshaun Watson plays reasonably well this year and you make a couple tweaks to this roster, I think there's a chance in a year that we're saying maybe Kevin Stefanski is the reason you didn't win. Like, And I'm not talking uh, scapegoat guy like we've done the last two years with Joe Woods and then Baker Mayfield. But I'm like, there's a reason we look and go, eh, you know what? It's time for a Sean Payton. It's time for a Sean McVay. It's time for a proven entity to go ahead and, and import to try and win. So, like, I think we have more time with the Deshaun thing to work out than we realize. But I also think this dude's too talented. Like, I the the crux of the thing that, that drove me crazy about Jason Lock and Forrest's take yesterday, and it drove me crazy when he said it in August, the first time I heard him, is mentally there were, like, you, you watch the Texans game. It took him a little time to process, you know, the, the the mental rhythm of the NFL. You could see he struggled with that off and on uh, over the final six games of this year. Watch the first half of the Steelers game. Like, guys, he didn't struggle with processing things uh, against the Steelers in the second half. They knew that you had to pass, and Brown's receivers weren't getting open. It's And then Deshaun got his ass beat. That's why that happened. I mean, outside of, uh, I, I think, one of the turnovers or one, the interception in the second half. If I remember that game correctly. So, like, I just, he's still a unicorn of a talent. So the idea, like, all right, he needs to get a little bit better processing. All right, the Browns can put him in a better position. I think people have massively overreacted to how bad Deshaun played in those six games. Don't give me quarterback rating. Give me how he played. Uh, guys, he should have had three touchdowns, and the Browns should have beaten the Saints. Um, those throws late in that Ravens game where he had where he had Amari Cooper. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of the uh, – he had – there were a couple big drops in the Ravens game. I can't remember which ones they were. My brain is farting out. Um, and even the Commanders, I thought, or sorry, even the Steelers game, that first half was as good as we've seen him. I think, I think we saw glimpses of the real Deshaun Watson. Now getting to where I think people really, there's a, the contract isn't why 54% of people have voted that the Deshaun Watson trade has a higher bar for success than the Donovan Mitchell. Nor is it, it's not the draft picks, it's not three first-rounders, it's not um, It's not $230 million, it's not Baker Mayfield, right? It's all about the allegations. The, the real, I don't want to say danger, the, the gambit that you're running here with the Browns wasn't just, well, is he going to be available for six games or is he going to be available for 11 games, right? That was one of the gambits, the, the, one of the risks that you took for 2022 when he traded for Deshaun Watson. The real gambit was after X amount of days off, in this case it ended up being over 700 days, in the short amount of time that he's on the field, 
is he going to play well enough where Browns fans feel confident heading into the next season? And in this case, he apparently didn't. And I think that's equal parts the Browns went 3-3 three and three with him as much as it is Deshaun didn't play well or didn't play well enough. But if, if, if let's say the Browns were still 3-3, three and three, but Deshaun looked like a franchise quarterback, I think it would have changed our relationship to Deshaun. When you trade for a guy, you know, if Deshaun had been drafted by the Browns in 2017 instead of trading the 12th pick to Houston for the 24th pick, if, if, if Deshaun had been drafted and we got 2017 through 2020 Deshaun Watson here and Deshaun was hit with all those accusations, our relationship to Deshaun and our feelings on having him on this team would have been completely different. Right or wrong, whether that's uh, whether that's a tell on people, we would have had a familiarity with him, and we would have seen for four years, we would have seen a guy that had a spotless repu- reputation until these allegations came out. Whether that's the real Deshaun, or, uh, um, it's not an indictment or uh, you know any sort of uh, you know accommodation of him either. But another one of kind of the intricacies psychologically of this trade is until Deshaun Watson does something where you can look at him and say, that's my quarterback. The allegations, the suspension, and the criticism that came from it is always going to be right there in our minds. But I also think the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns is an easier position to give people what they want than one of the five, or sorry, one of the four core pieces of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because the NBA is tougher. It just is. Going from the sixth seed and winning 46 games to, to winning 54 games, getting the number one seed and going to the NBA Finals and winning it, that's a farther gap than being the, what is it? They ended up ninth or tenth in the AFC, being a seven win team and, and, and being able to go to the Super Bowl. Because in that case, listen, NBA players are more responsible for the immediate success of their team than even as as important as the quarterback position is. One of five guys does more to win than one of 22 starters. So going forward, it's now on with the Browns. It's on Deshaun. It's on Stefanski. It's on Miles. It's on Chubb. It's on Amari Cooper. All the guys who, uh, Batonio, Teller, all the guys who are their core pieces, Denzel Ward, all their core pieces. Quarterback's going to get all the credit and all the blame. But in reality, if you just build enough around Deshaun, you're going to have a chance to make this trade come to fruition. And I think Browns fans want Deshaun to give them a football reason to stop having other things in the front of their mind. With Donovan, it's not to say that we won't love it. We won't love if Donovan wins. Donovan doesn't have the same things to overcome in terms of your and my perception. So a lot of people, I think, today think, that's Deshaun. I think it's easier for Deshaun, especially in the NFL, even in a loaded AFC, because I I should probably mention how difficult it is in in the AFC especially with the quarterbacks you have going. But uh, Joe on Twitter saying, uh, Browns can win one Super Bowl, Cavs can win three championships, and the Watson deal is far better 
I'll take one Super Bowl over a dynasty Cavs team. I think most people in Cleveland would agree, yeah? Would you take one Browns title over three Cavs titles? Because I think right now, if you went and said, all right, you got to erase the second LeBron run, which is the most exhilarating four years and exhausting, four years of my entire fan life, professional life as well. But you get one Super Bowl. Now, that's one championship for one championship, but it's one championship versus four NBA Finals runs. It's being the face of the NBA for four years, which Cleveland had really never been, even when LeBron was here the first time. I think most people would take the championship. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.